Good morning and welcome to Greater Alton Church. My name is Nate and this morning I brought with me a bunch of Tupperware containers because, well, Thanksgiving's over and if you're like me, I got a bunch of these in my fridge right now with turkey, green beans, corn, I mean all kinds of stuff. And uh, stuffing maybe, I don't know what you guys serve at your Thanksgiving, but uh, we have all kinds of goodies and I was just thinking, man, I can't believe how many leftovers we have every year and if you're like me sometimes you like to pawn them off on people i mean you, you know like probably like to keep the good stuff for yourself if you're like me like the pies and the and the sweets and the and the and, and, and anyways uh but but anyways thanksgiving is over and uh, leftovers are what we're having uh maybe maybe you're maybe at home right now and you just heated up some turkey uh, no judgment no judgment it's it's uh, sunday morning you eat whatever you want you know it's cool but uh anyways this morning, we're actually going to be finishing up our uh, thankful uh, sermon series. I've been talking about being full of gratitude and being full of gratefulness and, uh, and sharing that with other people and different things like that. And uh, this morning, we're going to be looking at leftovers. You know, God gives you a lot of blessings in your life. And uh, but speaking, just speaking of leftovers for Thanksgiving, I, I forgot, I did, I did some research, okay? And um, I don't know if you've ever looked up recipes, but there are so many recipes for how to serve, just to, just to, just to serve rest, like, just to serve leftovers, how to, how to prep them and make new things out of them. There's like tacos you can do, there's salads, there's sandwiches. Um, but I found a, a top five list. And the top five are sandwiches, stews, chilies, casseroles, and burgers. And I just thought, man, that's kind of, just a burger idea. Like, what do you like, take a bunch of stuff and patty it out? I, I don't know how that works. But just, the, there's, just there's so many different ideas for how to how to recook and and reuse all those Thanksgiving leftovers you've got. Maybe maybe you're doing that right now, or maybe you did it the last couple of days since Thanksgiving is over. Now, um, another stat that I found, which is really strange to me, but there are it, it, the study I found says 79% of Americans they value the Thanksgiving leftovers higher than they actually value the Thanksgiving meal. How crazy is that? Like we, we actually look, like we look forward to the, the leftovers more than the actual feast. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, what would make somebody be more enthusiastic about the leftovers? Maybe because they don't have to see family. I don't know. Maybe because they don't have to dress up and impress everybody. Or maybe because, you know, they can sit in bed and eat at their leisure. You know, they don't have to take a shower. They don't have to, you know, get up and get their house ready. There's all kinds of reasons. But we look forward to the leftovers sometimes. Have you ever gone out to eat with your family and you're, and you're on your way home and you're stuffed and you're thinking about, man, man, maybe a midnight snack, I can eat them leftovers. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> sometimes we look forward to it. Um, so w- one of the crazier things that I found, I've got a picture here if you want to check it out. Um, Alan's going to throw it up. And uh, it's a picture of a Thanksgiving leftovers pizza. And it's 100% made out of all ingredients that they made that were at one time sitting on the table for Thanksgiving. There's rolls for the for the crust. There's turkey in there. There's green beans in there. I, I think gravy is the sauce. And then there's like a drizzle of cranberry sauce on top just for a garnish. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. I don't even know if I want to try that. It's definitely interesting. But, um, but I started thinking about all the things that we do with leftovers. All the, all the ways we, we use or don't use leftovers, and if, if you live in my house for a period of time, you'd find out that uh, we waste a lot of leftovers. A lot of times we'll, we'll bring leftovers home, they stay in the fridge for a day, two days, three days, and eventually 
down the road, they just get thrown out and we end up wasting them. Um, you can all, you know, you, you just, you just throw them in the trash. Um, like we've been talking about, there's ways you can reuse leftovers. Um, the extra that you had left over, you, you find a way to use it later. You know, that's the whole thing. It's left over for later. Um, you, and maybe, uh, you give it away. I know at our house, when we have a lot of meals, we'll try to push food out the door and try to get people to take it home with them so we don't get stuck with all the excess. And uh, maybe that's what you do. But uh, today we're going to be looking at a story in the Bible, and maybe you've heard of it, but there's, there's a story in the Bible that actually talks about leftovers. It's when Jesus feeds the 5,000, or as I like to say, the 5K. And uh, it's found in John chapter 6, verse 5 through 13. Let's go ahead and read it together. Um, and it's, again, when he feeds the 5,000. This is what it says. When Jesus looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough bread for all these people to eat? Jesus asked Philip this question to test him because Jesus already knew what he had planned to do. Jesus answered, Someone, or Philip answered, Someone would have to work almost a year to buy enough bread for each person just to have a little bit. Another, another one of his followers, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, Here is a boy with five loaves of barley bread and two little fish. But that's not enough for so many people. Jesus said, Tell the people to sit down. There was plenty of grass there, and about 5,000 men sat down there. Then Jesus took the loaves of bread, thanked God for them, and gave them to the people who were sitting there. He did the same with the fish, gave as much to them as they wanted. When they had all had enough to eat, Jesus said to his followers, Gather the leftover pieces of fish and bread so that nothing is wasted. So they gathered up the pieces and filled twelve baskets with the pieces left from the five barley loaves. And I just I noticed some things in this passage. Right off the bat, Jesus, he, he already had planned. He already knew how many people were going to be there. Can you imagine sitting down? I mean, I, I've had a lot of college students come through my house uh, over the years in campus ministry. And we have gone through droves of, of food and just, we've been emptied out several times. I mean, it's crazy sometimes. And, uh, but I can't imagine 5,000 men, grown men or college, college guys, whatever you want to say. And, uh, and they were out there and they feed them and they get to eat everything they want. There's not like, nobody's out there like, man, I wish I would have had another fish. No, they're, they're, they had, they were filled, they were filled up. And it says, and then afterwards, it says, Jesus says, gather the leftover pieces of fish and bread so that nothing is wasted. Jesus does this big miracle, feeds 5,000 people, and yet he's not done. That's what I noticed. He's not done. He, Jesus still, still had plans for the leftovers. He still, had, he still had a purpose for the leftovers. And I started thinking about, you know, there's things in my life that God... You know, here, here's something to think about. God blesses you and I. He blesses me because He loves me. But God also blesses me with more because He wants to use me. I mean, think about that for a minute. God, if, if, if I don't really need all this stuff, why would God give it to me? What's the purpose behind it? I don't, what am I going to do? I, I can't, can't use everything. No, God gave you more than you need because He has a purpose for it. He has a plan he doesn't want you to just keep all of it. But what are you going to do? You know, he, he's got a bigger purpose behind it. Um, I, I think about leftovers that God can give me. I think about love. I think God, God's love, he, he loves me more than I'll ever understand. 
He gives me mercy and grace and even forgiveness. I mean, and I say those really quick, but they're really big things that I, I can't even comprehend sometimes. And I, I don't deserve any of that stuff. And he gives, it, he gives me so much more of it than I'll ever be able to, to fully grasp. And there's leftovers. I've got more of it than I need, more, more of it than I can ever handle. He forgives me and continues to fill that. I think about uh, time. I mean, there's people that, that uh, you know, growing up that were my age that passed away early on. I think about, I've, I've been given time that I didn't deserve. I've been, I've been given leftover time, if I if ever think about that. And it's hard to think about that, you know, even being in my 30s. And, I mean, I, and I know, that's old, young, whatever. I don't really care about age. But I just think about, man, I really, I don't know how much time I've got. But I know God's given me more than I probably deserve. I think about uh, health. I mean, some of us, you know, some of you guys have gotten COVID. Some of you guys have had to be quarantined and stay at home. But some, some of us, a lot of us, haven't gotten it. And we've stayed healthy. And God's blessed us that way. And, uh, or, or maybe there's another sickness in your life um, and, or, or somebody that you know and, and you haven't had to deal with that. And God, God has given you a leftover again. Maybe you're healthy. Maybe it's finances. You know, maybe financially you've been blessed big time. And you've got way more than you need financially. And, uh, and, you, and sometimes you wonder, man, what am I going to do with all this stuff or all this money? Um, maybe it's a skill or a talent. Maybe God's given you such an awesome skill. And you wonder, well, you know, it's good, it's good to use for my, for my occupation, but what, but what else can I use it for? You know, maybe God's got other ideas. Um, ch- check out this verse. And, and again, this is from our passage in John chapter 6, verse 12. This was from that passage that says, Gather the leftover pieces of fish and bread so that nothing is wasted. Again, I just want you to remember, Jesus has plans for those leftovers. Jesus has a purpose. He doesn't give you something just because He felt like it. He, he, he designed you the way you are. He gave you the things He gave you on purpose. And it's for a much bigger, a much bigger reason, a much bigger purpose than we, sometimes we can even grasp. Let's check out this next passage in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. It says, The Son of Man um, did not come for other people to serve Him. He came to serve others. The Son of Man came to give His life to save many people. And guys, Jesus was here. That, that, that was His whole purpose. He wasn't here for any other reason than to give. He, he wasn't here for any other purpose than to, than to give everything away. And, 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 and here's the thing. With these leftovers, with these extras in our lives, these things that, that man, we've been given such a surplus. And, and maybe you're sitting here thinking, on your couch right now, you're thinking, but Nate, I haven't really been given that much. I mean, I've got a couple things, but I mean, I really don't. God hasn't, hasn't gifted me like so-and-so or this person. Or, I want you to think about something. Take a step back and really think and look. Look around right now in your house. Think about what God really has given you. Think about some of the relationships that you've got. Think about some of the some of the family that you've got. Man, we're blessed. There's th- there, I mean, and, and again, think about the the love of God and the forgiveness that we don't deserve. I mean, th- there's there's things that that we forget about that we really have been given. And here's the thing: you get to decide what you're going to do with those leftovers. You get to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to handle all the extra that God's given you. And so today we're going to talk about four different options, okay? And some of these you may think, why is he talking about that? That shouldn't be an option. But it is an option. 
Because the first option is that I can waste God's leftovers. You can choose to waste less God's leftovers. And maybe you're already thinking, man, I have kind of wasted God's leftovers. I kind of have wasted the things God has given me. Um, I mean, I, just think about this. Have you ever been given a gift? Or maybe you've given somebody a gift, and you had the full intent, you're like, oh man, this is going to make their life better, they're going to use this thing, and I don't know what it is, maybe it's a tool. And, um, and then you go over to visit one time, and, and then you happen to see that thing that you gave them, and it's like off in the corner, or like it's got dust covered in it, I, I don't know. But the, the, the point is, they didn't use it. And sometimes God will give us something, He gives us something that He, he intended for us to use. He intended for us to, to, be, to, to, to help us do kingdom-minded things. I don't know how else to say that. He gave you something, and you end up, it just collects dust. It, it's just a waste. And we waste it, and we, and, we, and, we, and we end up throwing it away. We don't use it at all. And um, well, let me show you, share this verse with you in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28. It says, He who leans on and trusts in and is um, confident in his riches will fall. But the righteous who trust in God's provision will flourish like a green leaf. And I was just, you know, just thinking about that verse. Like, if I lean and I trust in all these other things, I'm going to fall. I was thinking about leaves, you know, and we're raking leaves like crazy right now. And we got a huge tree in our backyard and it dumps leaves all the time. And uh, just raking up all these leaves, leaf blowing and, you know, all these dead leaves. And I'm thinking about um, it's all the waste, all the waste that, go, that can happen in life sometimes. And just like in this verse says, he who leans on and trusts in these things, these riches, is going to fall like a dead leaf, is what it's saying. But if, I'm, if I trust in God's provision, if I trust in God, if I trust in what really matters, if I don't waste that moment, I'll be like a green leaf, a flourishing green leaf. And I don't know, you know I, I think about different uh, stories in the Bible of people that wasted what God gave them. You think about the prodigal son, that's a popular story. Well, the prodigal son took, took the inheritance the blessing, more than he deserved, took it and ran and wasted it. He just wasted it. Wasted his life. And you think about and most of you know how that turned out. He ends up in the pig pen. It, it, it amounts to nothing. He just wasted his life. Um, you think about the servant with the talents. You know, you got the master. He gives away some talents. And he says, hey, I need you to take care of these things. And the one guy gets one talent and he buries it. And he doesn't do anything with it. He brings it back to the master. He's like, hey, master, look, I got your talent. I, there's nothing wrong with it. Nobody stole it. It's not been lost. It's right here. And the servant's like, what are you talking about, man? You're supposed to invest with that. You're supposed to use that. He had wasted it. He had wasted the time. What do you do with what God's given you? Do you waste it? Do you forget that God's trying to use you? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you're going to need to kick the dust off and remember that God's trying to use you, and you're just wasting away. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, here's, here's what it says. It says, So my dear brothers and sisters, stand strong. Do not let anything move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your work in the Lord is never wasted. Have you ever felt like what you're doing for God is a waste of time? Paul says it's not. Paul says, man, you're... What you're doing is the work of God. It's not a waste of time. You're doing the work of God. This is a big deal. It's not a waste. 
And sometimes, man, we, we chalk it up as, man, there's nothing happening. I'm just wasting my time. It's a big waste. When really, we're doing the most important thing that we can do, and that is to share Christ with somebody else. To let God use us to change the world we're living in. What a crazy, awesome purpose. So again, like I said, you can choose to waste the leftovers God's given you, the extras that God's given you. Um, that's one option you can, you can choose to do. Then another option, the second option, is that I can keep God's leftovers for myself. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, if the leftovers are real good, you know, if it's a certain thing that I really like, I'll, uh, I'll try to hide it you know, behind the milk jug or something. Or I'll, 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 you know, I'll act like you know, as soon as everybody's done eating, I'll just pack it up and throw it in the fridge and nobody knows there's any leftovers, so I, I get to have them all. You, know, you, you get really selfish. You, know, you, you start hoarding leftovers. Um, but whenever I started thinking about like hanging on to what God has given me, sometimes just like food, the things God's given me, if I if I don't use them, they can spoil. Sometimes, sometimes uh, that forgiveness and that that love, if I don't if I don't let it out, it can turn into bitterness, to anger. It can it can be a stinky attitude. You know, it it, it can spoil. It can really get ugly, and it's important. Um, that I don't just keep on to those things. So let's read a couple of verses. In 1 Corinthians 10.33, this is out of the NCV version. It says, uh, I want to please everyone in all that I do. I'm not thinking of myself. I want to do what is best for them so they may be saved from the punishment of sin. I, and I, I, reading this verse, I just want to ask you, what, what do you think about when, when, whenever you think about the leftovers that are the blessings that God has given you, and God using those things, who do you think of? Do you think of yourself? Or do you think of somebody else that God has in mind? Because, man, when we only think about ourselves and what God's going to do for us, and that's not really what God ever intended. He, he, he gave you things. He, he blessed you because He loves you, but He blessed you with more so you can do something with it, so He can use you. Um, again, uh, here's another verse in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. It says, Therefore I tell you, Stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you'll eat and what you'll drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? And this is Jesus talking. Jesus is saying, are you, why are you so worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear? You know, all these different things that really don't matter, they're not going to last. You know, if, I, if I'm trying to hang on to all those things, I'm, I'm not going to grasp onto the things that really matter. If I'm trying to keep those things, I'll, I, I won't catch what God's really trying to do in my life. I'll miss it completely. Um, I wanted to share this with you guys. It's a quote from a book by John Piper. It's a book uh, titled, Don't Waste Your Life. And John Piper's trying, he's, he's, uh, he's talking to the younger generation, probably my generation too, but he's trying to plea with, uh, with these generations that they shouldn't waste their life on technology and popularity and likes and all these different, like, all, all the things the world is trying to get them to invest their life in, um, but that we should really invest our life in what matters, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, here's what he says in his book. He says, I'm, I'm wired by nature to love the same toys that the world loves. I start to fit in. I start to love what others love. I start to call earth home. Before you know it, I'm calling luxuries needs. 
and using my money just like just the way unbelievers do. I begin to forget the war. I don't think much about people perishing, missions and outreached people, or, or I'm sorry, missions and unreached people drop out of my mind. I stop dreaming about the triumphs of grace. I sink into secular mindset that looks first at what man can do and not at what God can do. It's a terrible sickness, and I thank God for those who have forced me again and again toward the wartime mindset. And I want to ask you, what do you think about when it comes to God's blessings? Are you thinking about what you can get and how you can keep these things and how they're going to benefit your life? Or are you thinking about what God wants to do with them? Are you thinking about what His purpose... Man, He, had, he has so many plans. He gave you all the things you have for a reason. And I, I want him to use them the way he wants, he wants to use them. Um, so again, you can waste God's leftovers. Um, I, can, I can keep God's leftovers for myself, be all selfish with them and hoard them. Uh, the third option is that I, I can use God's leftovers for other purposes, just like with, or, or, or another purpose, just, uh, just like with your Thanksgiving leftovers. At home, you've you've found other ways to eat turkey, yeah, turkey sandwiches, uh, turkey uh, salad. You know, you tried all kinds of things just to get rid of them leftovers and use them up. And um, a lot of times, God will bless you with something that doesn't have, just have one purpose. Maybe there's something else. You know, maybe God's gifted you with the ability to sing or the ability to uh, be a handyman, or maybe you can make all kinds of weird, crazy voices. And you're thinking, well, how can God use that? Well, I, I know a kids ministry that could use you right now. But uh, no, there's, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of gifts that God gives you, and uh, they can be used in different ways, not just for an occupation, but to be used in, in God's kingdom. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, It is God Himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long, and long ages ago, He planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Not helping ourselves, helping others. God intended. God never. In, he he, nev, he never planned on life being about you. He always. He he intended. He he prepared it. He he made it so that you would be able to help other people. That was what life was all about. He knew you were going to be around people that had needs. He set you up in some ways. He set you up because he knew he wanted to craft you a certain way so that you could use the talents and gifts he's given you to help the world. And bring heaven here. That's, that's really what he wants to do. Let's read another verse in Romans chapter 7, verse 4. It says, In the same way, my brothers and sisters, your old selves died, and you became free from the law through the body of Christ. This happened so that you might belong to someone else, the one who has raised from the dead, so that we might be used in service to God. And I just think about that, man. He's, he's tying, man, we plan, it was planned this way, that you would, that you would belong to, to the man who, who was raised from the dead, not to live for yourself. What does that say? That we might be used in service to God. Life, life was planned to serve God. And I think about, man, there's ways that I'm not even thinking about that God could use me. And maybe I'm not thinking broadly enough, or maybe, maybe I've, I've just kind of, I've narrowed my vision. I think, well, this is how I'm being used, so that's the way it is. Now, maybe God's trying to open your eyes right now to thinking 
a little bit bigger, a little bit broader. I mean, I think about all the needs going on right now. There's people right now that are, that are going through depression that already were, but then you add COVID, they're going through depression. we got holidays coming up. We just went through Thanksgiving. Christmas is around the corner. And as far as I know, Christmas and New Year's are some of the biggest suicide rates that there are. I mean, you think about COVID, people are going through the ringer right now. They're not connected with people. I mean, there's probably people right now that you can think of that you haven't talked to since March that you, you, that you go to church with, that you fellowship with or used to. And because of COVID, it's changed everything. It's thrown a wrench in it. And I, 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 I've heard of 20-year friendships being split apart because of different views politically or climately or, or you know, wearing masks, not wearing masks, just all kinds of crazy stuff. There's so many needs right now. And, and God is trying to send you into the midst of that and saying, man, use what I've given you to make a difference, to change a life, to change, maybe to change a conversation. Maybe there's people talking about something and He wants you to bring God into the conversation. He wants you to bring His forgiveness, His grace into the conversation. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just giving somebody attention. You know, I, I had a phone call with somebody, with a, with a guy that I've known for years just a, a week ago, and um, I called him, and I, he picks up the phone, hello, hey, what's up, Nate? I'm like, hey, man, I just wanted to call you and let you know I was thinking about you, and just let you know that I love you and that I care about you. And we hadn't talked in a while, and we, talk, we ended up talking for close to an hour, and then I we're getting ready to get off the phone, and he says, hang on, Nate, hang on. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He goes, I just want you to know your call meant a lot to me, and I just want to thank you for being who you are in my life. And it kind of hit me because, and again, this guy, this particular guy does not show affection very well at all. And in fact, he, he just has a hard time communicating sometimes. And, uh, but for him to say that to me, helped me realize that the little things, even just a little bit of attention or just a little bit of affection can go a long way. It doesn't, it doesn't cost me anything to show him that or to show somebody else that. You've got neighbors, you've got coworkers, you've got family members you're going to see during the holidays, or maybe you're going to Zoom during the holidays. I know there's some, some families doing that for the holidays. Um, but you've got needs all around you, in your house, next to your house. I mean, there's, everybody's feeling it right now. And uh, what better time to be used by God than during these times? Um, so again, you can waste God's, you can go ahead and waste God's leftovers, you can keep God's leftovers for yourself. Um, and you can use God's leftovers for another purpose. And the last thing I want to look at was uh, that I can give God's leftovers to somebody else. And uh, and actually, I, I I had this all written up, and then I I'm kind of kind of trashing it a little bit, but I I want to change it because I, I I want you to think about something. It's important for me to give what God. <laughs> the thing I noticed about all my points is is that these are God's leftovers. These were never my leftovers. God's leftovers are so much greater than what I have to offer. And for me to really be able to give somebody else his leftovers, I have to experience his leftovers. And in order to really experience it, I have to sacrifice and give myself back to him. And that's when I can really access and really give somebody something special. Um, 
Let's read this verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 19. It says, Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that, so that they may experience true life. And I, again, here you're... It, in First Timothy, he's connecting service and giving to others to building a foundation, to investing. Like, what am I really investing in? Whenever you think about your life, what, are you, what, is your, what is your true main goal? What is your purpose? What are you investing for in the future? Is it something that really matters? Is it something that really is going is to be a solid foundation, like it's talking about, a foundation for the future, something that's going to affect the next generations and and benefit people? Or is it just your career? Is it just your family? You know, is that, is that what you're satisfied with? Like God says, man, I had such bigger plans for the things I gave you. Such bigger plans than that. Um, it says when you do that, it says the, uh, storing up a treasure as a good foundation for the future so that, and this is what it says at the end, so that they may experience true life. It says, man, you're going you're gonna to really experience what being, you know, like having a relationship with God is like when you really give, when you really sacrifice and give to other people and share this love and forgiveness and all these things I've given you, all these leftovers, these extras. When you start giving those to other people, you really experience true life. You get to experience the real stuff. Not just showing up at church, but really, you get to experience a relationship. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, it says, If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, this, is one, this one's not in your notes, it says, uh, it proves, okay, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from life to death. No, from death to life. So when I, when I, can, when I truly love people, I'm passing, I, it, it proves that I'm, not, I'm no longer dead. I'm experiencing this life. And it says, but a person who has no love is still dead. Hmm. That's kind of scary to think about. Do I really love people? Do I really love people? Because if I do, I'm going to give. I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give what God's given me. I'm going to sacrifice things that I normally wouldn't because, because God's called me to do it. Because, because God's in my heart and, I'm, and he, want, he wants the things He's given me to be given. That's what He wants. And if I love God, that's what I'm going to do. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 28. This is an interesting verse. It's a, it's the, uh, the version I'm reading out of is a message on this one. It says, Never walk away from someone who deserves help. You, you, uh, your hand is God's hand for that person. So I'm, I'm representing God's hand. Whenever I serve somebody... My hand, God's using my hand. He's using my, what I'm doing. Don't let your neighbor, or don't tell your neighbor, maybe some other time, or try me tomorrow when the money is right in your pocket. And I just think about, man, God has prepared you and I. He's prepared us. We're already ready. He's given us everything we need to serve the people in our lives, to help somebody in need. He's already prepared you for this moment. He knew it was going to happen. He knew you were going to get inconvenienced by somebody and have to serve somebody. But He got you ready for it. You may not think you are. Um, but, but I thought about this. Uh, this is a quote I read the other day. It says, Servants 
see interruptions as divine appointments for ministry and are happy to, uh, for the opportunity to practice serving. Whenever you're, whenever you're inconvenienced, what's your reaction? Are you ready to tackle the moment? And you realize, man, this is an opportunity, not a burden. Or, or, or oh, no, you got to wait. You know. But do you look at it as, man, God has put me here on purpose and given me all the tools and given me all everything I need to serve this person and tackle it. Wouldn't it be great if we all looked at it that way? How different would life be? How different would Greater Alton be? How different would your neighborhood be? Your school? Your workplace? It would change drastically. Even if just you started having that attitude. Even if you and I just decided to be that way. How different life would be. Um, here's another verse. One of my favorite verses I'm, as I'm closing. It says, in Philippians 2.4 it says, Don't look out only for, for your own interests. But take an in, take an interest in others too, and I just think, again I just think about man if all I mean how, how much does it it doesn't really cost me just to show interest in somebody else's life just to give some attention to somebody that needs it and um, sometimes that's all somebody needs sometimes that opens the door to more and um, I just want to encourage you this morning I don't know where you're at you know maybe you're you know you're somebody who's wasting what God's given you and maybe that's where you're at right now and that's fine if that's where you're at right now. Or maybe you're somebody who's keeping all the things God's given you and you're hanging on for dear life and you're keeping it all to yourself and, um, and maybe that's where you're at. But I hope, I really, I really hope and I pray that you can become somebody who starts using the things God's given you for other purposes and also just to give things away. You know, it's, it's one thing to, to have something that's mine and use it to help somebody, but to actually take that thing and give it to them is a totally different thing. To actually give something, no strings attached, no hidden contract, but to just give somebody something um, just, just out of the goodness of your heart and because Jesus calls you to. That's a, that's a big deal. Now, I brought a book with me again this time, and it's uh, purpose, The Purpose Driven Life. And a lot of us here at Greater Alton have read this through the years, and uh, I wanted to read a part of it. it, it and it, uh, Rick Warren does a great job of talking about just bringing purpose to your everyday life. Um, and that your relationship with Christ, there's a lot more going on on a daily basis. And uh, in this part, he's talking about serving. And sometimes we like to use excuses. And I don't know where you're at with that, but sometimes there's all kinds of things we can, reasons we can give uh, to not serve somebody. But, he, but here we go. It says, uh, God wants to use you to make a difference in the world, in His world. He wants to, uh, he wants to work through you. What matters is not the duration of your life, but the donation of your life. Not how long you live, but how you lived. If, if you're not involved in any, any service or ministry, what excuse have you been using? And then he lists off all these different people in the Bible. It says uh, Abraham was old, Jacob was insecure, Leah was unattractive, Joseph was abused, Moses stuttered, Gideon was poor, Samson was uh, codependent, Rahab was immoral. David was, uh, he had an affair and all kinds of family problems. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Nehemiah, or, uh, Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric, to say the least. Peter was impulsive and hot tempered. Martha 
worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had several failed marriages. Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had doubts. Paul had poor health. And Timothy was timid. That's, that is quite a variety of misfits, but God used each and every one of them for His service. And He'll use you too if you stop making excuses. And I just want to encourage you, you know, no matter where you're at, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why we don't want to give or help somebody. But I want you to know, just like in our story, you know, Jesus, again, let's go back to it. Jesus feeds the 5,000, and then He's got all these baskets. What, what do you think the purpose of those baskets was? It was to teach something else. It was that He's never done. He's never done with you. He's always got a plan for the things in your life. He has a plan and a purpose for the extra stuff in your life. You may think it's, oh, well, that doesn't matter. I, I can't really use that for the kingdom. Well, God has a plan for it. And I want to encourage you, stop, start opening your eyes. Instead of, instead of looking for ways to not be used by God, start looking for how He's trying to use you, how He's trying to open doors, and how He's trying, trying so hard to use you to impact the world around you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank You so much. Um, You've blessed me more than I'll ever probably even understand or know. And, um, and God, I, so many t- I find myself complaining still. I find myself ungrateful. And Father, I pray that I can start seeing clearly all the, just all the leftovers, all the extra, the surplus of love, forgiveness, patience. Father, you... You're so patient with me. And Father, I, I've, I wish I could remember that and be patient with other people too. Father, if I, if I could learn even just to treat people the way you treat me, which is a, it's crazy to think about, but Father, if I could ever get there, I want to give, I, I so badly want to give other people what you've given me. Father, I just want somebody else to experience the good stuff. To experience what what it's like to be in union with you, to be to be in, to be one with you, to let you use God, God to be used by you is such it's a it's so powerful. I can't get enough of it. And Father, I'm so blessed to be used, God. I I pray that everybody watching this, God, that, that we can all make a commitment today to never take for granted the leftovers that you've given us. Father, the things that sometimes we waste it, sometimes we try to keep it for ourselves. But Father, I pray we, we start looking for ways to give it away. Father, we start looking for ways to use it. Father, we start using our eyes the way you are trying to use them and start seeing the needs. God, there's so many needs around us if we would just open our eyes. Start opening up our ears and listening. Listening to the words people are saying. Listening to the struggles God, I, I know a guy who's he's struggling with suicide. Father, what do you want me to do? Father, we got people struggling. And what are we going to do about it? Are we going to just waste it? Waste the opportunity that you're trying to help this person? Or are we going to let you use us, Father? We, we love you. Father, open us up. Use us how you want. Pray this in your son's name. Amen.